grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Text for today is on this All Saints Sunday from 1 John. See what kind of love the Father has given to me that we should be called the children of God. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself as Christ is pure. Dear friends of Christ, we're children of our Heavenly Father. In our text, St. John says the same thing as he writes, See what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called the children of God, and that's what we are. Children of God. Children now, and children for all eternity. Children here, and children then. And so our theme, all saints, God's children. All saints. Do you know why God considers you to be His child? It's because He gave His Son to die for you. It's just that simple. You have a Savior. And He's with you now, and He's with you in sickness, and He's with you in health, and He's with you in tears, and He's with you in death. He is the one who loves you so dearly, and you want to estimate the great love that God has for you, you need to look no further than the cross. Because there His love speaks volumes as He comes to suffer and die. We're guilty, yet He's punished. We're sinners, yet He bore our sin. We die, yet He gives us life. Because He died and rose again. And because He does that, He makes us saints. That means we're perfect people. Well, sinless people. Because our sins have been washed away by the blood. And you may not feel very saint-like. I know I certainly don't feel saint-like. But I want to talk about why you are saint-like today. Why you have a glorious future ahead of you. I want you to think about a list. I want you to make a list in your mind of all the sins that you do over and over again persistently or those sins you think are the worst in your past. The worst and most persistent. Make a list. Now you take that list of your worst and most persistent sins and hand it to Satan. Let him look at it. Now what's he going to do with that list? He's going to celebrate that list. He's going to laugh at that list, and he's going to say, would you look at all the horrible things you've done? You are a truly horrible person to offend your God. You say you love God? Look what you've done to Him. You say you love God? Look at the horrible things you've done to your holy God. You've offended Him. You brought Him to tears, and you brought Him to death. You don't deserve a reward. You deserve hell. Now imagine giving that same list of all your most persistent sins and your worst sins, and you give that list to Jesus. And Jesus looks at that list. What's he going to do with it? I can guarantee you he already has it memorized. He studies that list and he looks at it. And then he washes that whole mess with the power of his blood. 
Let me illustrate what it means to be a child of God. Now, I don't do this a lot, but I'm going to read a story. But the reason why I read, the, read this story, I've probably used it before, but it's a powerful story to illustrate the point, again, of, of the power of Christ's blood and the joy of being a child of God, what it means to be a child of God. The story is simply called The Room. Listen. In that place between wakefulness and dreams, I found myself in the room. There were no distinguishing features save for the one wall covered with small index files, you know, like the ones in the library that lists the authors, the titles by author or subject in alphabetical order. But these files, they stretch from floor to ceiling, seemingly in endless in each direction. And each one had different headings. And as I drew near the wall of files, the first to catch my attention was one that read, People I Have Liked. I opened it. You know, flipping through the cards, I knew the name of every single person that written on the cards, and in shock, I quickly shut the file. And then without being told, I knew. I knew where I was. This lifeless room of files was a crude catalog system of my life. Here were the actions of every moment, big and small, every memory that any memory couldn't match. A sense of wonderment and curiosity coupled with horror stirred within me as I began to randomly open files exploring their content, and some brought me joy, sweet memories, and others a great sense of shame and regret so intense that I had to look over to my shoulder to make sure nobody was watching. A file named Friends was next to one marked Friends I Have Betrayed. The title ranged from mundane to weird. Books I've read, lies I've told, comfort I've given, jokes I've laughed at. Some were almost hilarious in their exactness. Things I've yelled at my family. And others I couldn't laugh at the things I've done in anger, the things I muttered under my breath at my spouse. I never ceased to be surprised by the length of the contents. And often there were many more cards than I expected and sometimes much fewer than I had hoped. The sheer volume of the life that I had lived overwhelmed me. How could I possibly have lived long enough to record so many million events but each card confirmed the truth. It was written with my own handwriting and each signed with my own signature. And when I pulled out the, the file marked songs I've listened to, I realized the files grew to contain its contents. The cards were packed tightly and yet after two or three yards, I hadn't found the end of the file, and I shut it not so much by the quality of music that I'd listened to, but by the vast amount of time that it represented. When I came to the file mark, lustful thoughts, and I felt a chill run through my body, and I pulled out the file only an inch, not willing to test its size. I drew out a card and shuddered at the detailed content. I felt sick to think such a moment had been recorded like a photograph in time. An almost animal rage broke out upon me, and one thought dominated my mind. No one must ever see these cards. No one must ever see this room. 
I have to destroy them. And in an insane frenzy, I yanked out the file. Its size didn't matter now. I I had to empty. I had to burn the cards. But as I took the file out, I began pounding it on the floor. I could not dislodge a single card. I became desperate, and I pulled out a card only to find it as strong as steel when I tried to tear it. Leaning my head against the wall in despair, I let out a self-pitying sigh. And then I saw it, the title. People I have shared the gospel with. Well, the handle was brighter than all the others. Almost new, unused. I pulled on its handle and a small box, not more than three inches long, fell into my hands. I, I could count the cards it contained in one hand. And then the tears came. I began to weep, sob so deep that it, the hurt started in my stomach and just shook through me. I fell on my knees. I cried. I cried out in shame from the sheer overwhelming shame of it all. The rows of files and shelves swirled in my tear-filled eyes. No one must ever see this room. No one must ever know of this room. I must find a key and lock it. But then as I pushed away the tears, I saw him. And I thought, no, please, not him, not here. Anyone but Jesus. I watched as Jesus, I watched helplessly as Jesus began to open the files and read each of the cards. I couldn't bear to watch his response. And in the moments I could bring myself to look at his face, I saw a deeper, a sorrow deeper than my own. He seemed to intuitively go to the worst ones, in the worst boxes. Why did he have to read each one? Finally, he turned and looked at me from across the room, and he looked at me with pity in his eyes, compassion. It wasn't a look that angered me. In shame, I dropped my head. I covered my face with my hands, and tears began to flow once again from my eyes, and I walked over. He walked over, and he put his arm around me. He could have said so many things. He didn't say a word. He just cried with me. Then he got up and he walked back to the wall of files, starting at one end of the room. He took out a file and one by one began to sign his name over mine on each card. No, I said as I rushed to him. All I could find to say was no, no. As I pulled the card from him, his name shouldn't be on these cards. But there it was. Written in a red so rich, so dark, so alive, so powerful, the name of Jesus covered mine. It was written in his blood. Testelestai. Which means it's finished. He gently took the card back and he smiled, began to sign the rest of the cards. And I don't think I understand how he ever did it so quickly, but in the next instant, I... It seemed I heard him close the last file and come back to my side. He placed his hand on my shoulder and said, It's finished. I stood up and he led me out of the room. There was no lock on the door. There were still more cards to be written. 
Dear friends of Christ, don't you see what it means to be a child of God? That when you're a child of God, you're pure. That you have a reward that's coming because Jesus takes the list and he makes it clean with the power of his blood. Then he says it's finished. Your, your sins are all paid for in full. In heaven's day, when that day comes and we're resurrected, the joy we'll have. Receiving that gift. So what are you going to believe? Are you going to believe what Satan says? Or are you going to believe what Jesus says? You're going to believe what Jesus says, aren't you? Because Jesus calls you his saint. He says he makes you holy through the blood of his Christ. You are his child. You have the forgiveness of sins. And that means you'll enjoy the treasures of heaven. This past week, I had a seminary classmate pass away. Maybe you've heard about it. He died from COVID-19. He was 58 years old. Uh, Pastor Jeffrey Walther from Esco, Minnesota, in Duluth. Large congregation, beloved pastor. He got sick, no pre-existing conditions. Uh, was on the respirator for two, three weeks before he died. Pastor Walther was a, a great man of God. I watched his funeral. Uh, Tom Brinkley, uh, Tim's brother, preached the sermon. They worked together. It was a good sermon. It was a good service. Pastor Walther was a distant relative of the Walther CFW. Great pastor. A sinner, yes. An imperfect man without question. A sinner, but a forgiven one. A saint. By the power of Christ's blood, he was a great saint of the Lord, a child of God. His cards have been cleansed. He lives in paradise. It's All Saints Sunday. It's time for us to celebrate. It's time to us, for us to rejoice the gift that God has given, even in the face of tragedy, even in the face of sickness and death. We have a promise. Our sins are forgiven. We are the children of God, and we have that promise as our own that one day our bodies will rise from the grave and we will be united forever. For this is the true saints of the Lord. It's true for all of us who await the resurrection of Christ's return, the resurrection of all flesh. We get additional information in our text. St. John's writes, Beloved, now we are children of God, and it's not yet been revealed what we will be. But we know that when Christ appears, we will be like Him. For we will see Him as He is. Until then, we live in the now, but not yet. The tension, the spiritual tension between the now and the not yet. Now we're children of God by faith. But then we'll live and see Christ face to face. Now, we look forward to better days, but then we'll live in joy every day. Now, we want to be set free, but then we will be set free. Now, we have heartache and disease and sickness and death and pain and depression, but then eternal joys. And we live in that spiritual tension of the now and not yet. 
And that's why believers can hardly wait for Jesus to return again. To usher in this kingdom. To give us those multitude glorious gifts that he says are waiting for us. Gifts with our name on it. We're overwhelmed when we receive them. Shouts of joy and victory resound in the tents of righteous. For the Lord's right hand has done mighty things. The Lord's right hand has has lifted high. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. And I will not die, but I will live and I will proclaim what the Lord has done. I'll tell others about the power of Christ's blood and what it means to be a child of God. As children, we all want to see our Lord. That's our goal. As children of God, we want each other to see our Lord. That's our goal for each other. And as saints of God, that's our future with a promise to stand in the presence of His radiant glory. As for our loved ones who died in Christ, as for our friends and family, one day we'll meet them again. Our eyes will meet again. One day our hearts will laugh again and our souls will be joyous again. And we'll rejoice in the Lord for all eternity. Amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus and to life everlasting. Amen.